0: Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Thank you for joining us. We're in the book of First Kings. Again, First Kings is a great book. If you've ever thought it was possible, just possible, that you could slide away from the Lord. It tells us how that happens, how to avoid it, and unfortunately, the consequences if we do. And so it's a wonderful book, first and second Kings. Here's what's happened up to this point David was king, he's dead. Solomon, his son, has taken over. He's fenned off a couple of attacks on his throne. He's cleaned house. He's got his team in place. All right, he's he's moved to the point where God said, hey, what do you want? Uh, I've got a big job for you. What do you need to get the job done? Solomon answers correctly, says, Lord, I need wisdom because the job you've given me is huge. And the people you've given me to manage are massive. (laughs) I mean, there's so many of them. So please give me wisdom to do your work because he prayed selflessly because he prayed a kingdom prayer. God not only granted him wisdom, but everything else he didn't ask for, which was wealth, popularity, longevity, peace, all those things he didn't ask for, God gave because he was kingdom focused. Now, he comes to the point where God caused him to build the temple. This is the place where God would come, consume offerings and forgive the people of their sins. Vitally important in that day. Now, today, we're the temple of God. We're the house of God. We're, we're where the Holy Spirit comes to dwell. But the temple of God was vital back then, was important back then, and Solomon had gone to painstakingly uh, extremes to make sure that that sanctuary, that place where God would come and consume offerings was perfect, pristine. Not a hammer nor chisel hit a rock while in that room. All the stones were perfectly cut, perfectly cut by skilled stonemasons and put into place. The 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 wood that was used was cut down and shaped by the most skilled woodsmen there were in the area. A guy named Hiram was the king of that area, and Solomon cut a deal with him. He had all these people come in, so he conscripted people. He showed unbelievable brilliance and management and delegation, and you got to remember, by this point, there hadn't been any big civil projects done in the kingdom, so Solomon was being led by the wisdom of God that God had given him. So he's building the temple. The temple's going up fast. And here's what happens. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon concerning this house. The word of the Lord came to Solomon. So this is what the Lord says to Solomon. Now concerning this house you are building, if you will walk in my statutes, this is God speaking to Solomon. If you will walk in my statutes, if you will obey my rules and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke to you, David, your father. What was that word? It was this. I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. So here's what we learn out of that little encounter with the Lord. First of all, because Solomon began his journey hearing from God, God was going to stay with him and speak to him. So I want to ask you, whatever endeavor you're in in your life, whatever phase or station you're in in life, have you heard from God about this section of your life, this particular time frame in your life? Have you gone to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, I'm in my 50s, I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 20s, I'm in my 70s. What do you want of me during this time? Now, because Solomon had listened to the Lord, had honored the Lord, God continued to speak to him. Throughout his tenure and his time, and so I want to ask you: Have you done that? Have you have you started a project at this stage in your life? Something great for the kingdom. Not, it's nothing wrong with having stuff for you. You know, having the bucket list. I mean, bucket lists are typically pretty selfish. Not always, but typically. Have have you had sort of a kingdom goal and objective list? The things you want to do for the greatness and glory of God. Have you? Has that even entered your mind to think about? It. I know it has. So have you reduced it to paper and thought about it? Well, Solomon did. He started out at that point. So God's still speaking to him. Second, let me ask you this. Is what you're doing ultimately for God right now in your life? If you're in the middle of building a great business, have you dedicated that business to the Lord? Well, Terry, what does that mean? What does it mean to dedicate? So what it means, get alone and get quiet. Go before the Lord and say, Lord, this business I'm in, name the business, I dedicate to your glory. I know what that means. That means I'm going to operate according to biblical principles. According to biblical ethics, according to how you expect me to act as a Christian. You don't get there's not like an exemption clause. Oh, when you become a leader, you get to suspend these things. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't get an exemption. The higher up you go, actually the more important it is for you to reflect the nature of Christ. So have you have you dedicated yourself to live according to God's plan, rules, and ethics in your business? Second, do you do you tithe from your business? Do you give from your business? Do you dedicate a percentage of your business to the Lord? If you read Solomon, you see at every turn, he asked people of great wealth, of great responsibility, to give to the work of the Lord. He he asked them to do that. And up to this point, he's talked to 12, right? Up to this point, every one of them have said, I'm in. I want to be a part of what God's doing. So I don't know where you live and what's going on in your area. We have people who listen and watch All around the world. And we're so thankful for that. Thank you for tuning in. But there's some ministry in your area. There's some pastor or minister or missionary in your area that's doing a great work. They're either a great teacher. They're a great impact leader. They're a great philanthropist. They're a great servant. They're doing something that you can dedicate part of your business to. And man, I tell you, God will bless it without a doubt. And then finally, if you do these things, here's what's going to happen. All along your journey, God's going to speak to you to confirm what you're doing and to coach you in the next steps. This is exactly what it is. Now, God may do that a couple of ways. Now, with Solomon, he does it through direct communication, either through dreams or or, or through a vision. But he'll also later on use prophets and priests to speak to him. And so God will use other people at times to speak into your life and say, hey, you need to step back and think about these things. Now, listen, when you build your life on this idea that at every phase there's a mission for me in the kingdom, At every step of the road, there's a mission. There's a mission for me in the kingdom. Everything I'm doing, there's something for me to do in the kingdom. If you seek God, hear from the Lord, surround yourself with godly people, you're going to make an impact, man, that you you can't even dream of. Now, you might be saying, but Terry, I don't have a lot of money. Can you pray? Can you love people? See, that's part of the kingdom. That's an amazing thing. And God has something for you to do. Now, when you do it, You're going to hear from the Lord, which is thrilling, and you're going to have unbelievable grace for your journey. I promise you, you will. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much, and I pray that every person listening or watching right now, that you would speak to them about where they are at their particular stage in life, and that you will call them to do something great for your kingdom. Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you, and we'll talk with you again next time.